Awesome. Let's get started. Let me flip my pages really quick. So, daylight savings time. Hmm. I got my extra hour. Did you guys get your extra hour in? Who came early? I'm just curious. Who came early? You did. Awesome. Awesome. A couple of you guys came in. Every year we have one or two that come in early. So, all right. Hey, but during this time, I mean, on November 1st, I turn on the radio, and what's on? Christmas music. I mean, it's just somewhere like, yeah, Christmas music. Somewhere like, yeah, Christmas music. I mean, the moment, I'm pretty sure once it hit midnight, November 1st, Christmas music's on. And I love this part of the season when it's November 1st because you have one extreme or the other. You don't have an in-between. It's like, ah, oh, Christmas music. <laughs> yeah, Christmas, my tree is up and I have everything already go. It's just, it's one extreme or the other. And the ones that were laughing are that one. I'm just saying that right now. But seasons are pretty cool here. I mean, a lot of you guys even know that um, as we get ready for the new Christmas season coming up, we have Thanksgiving, we have uh, uh, Christmas itself, and then we have New Year's, and then a new year comes. And that, at that point, we feel like it's a fresh start. Well, why, why January 1st being a fresh start? Ever think about that? Because I thought about it. And the reason why it's January 1st is because not because it's a brand new year, because we feel like it's a brand new season. You see, the season is brand new. And so today, I want to talk to you guys about seasons. Now, some of you guys totally, totally disagree with me on this one. But I'm going to share something with you guys, okay? You're like, yeah, I, I don't understand you. All right, me and Pastor Danny, we're going back and forth about heaven for a little bit. And I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, when we get there, I want to say I told you so. But I absolutely love stormy weather. The season of, of storms and clouds and wind and rain, I just love it. And that's why I says a lot of you guys are not going to agree with me on that one. Because some of you guys are all about the sunshine and the sun coming out and, and all of that. And that's great. I will never condemn that, okay? I think that's awesome when we go to the beach. But when it, some, there's something about the stormy weather. There's something about snow. I was just talking to somebody uh, earlier this morning. I said, man, I would take shoveling over landscaping any day. Any day. I, I, man, just let me put my jacket on, let me put some gloves on, and I probably don't even need a hat. I'm going to go outside and I'm going to shovel while my kids play. It's just about the season. And so when you look at the seasons that we have, we all have our, our differences or what we like or what we don't like, what we prefer. But let's be real. Seasons are fun, right? But let me also remind you, seasons are needed as well. I mean, I was talking with, um, I, can't believe, I can't remember who it was exactly, but they were, they were sharing with me about how a farmer, okay, would, uh, they, you talk about a farmer, you think about harvest time, you think about the fall, the spring, the planting, the summer. But when you talk about a farmer, you really don't talk and relate a farmer to winter. But I just found out over the weekend that a farmer is actually looking forward to the weekend. I'm not a farmer, but apparently that when, when winter comes, it kills all the bugs that are eating their crops. And without winter, those bugs stay alive. And so when the spring comes, it's brand new again. It's a new season. So even though there's snow everywhere, and even though maybe a farmer's not out in the field doing anything, his field is still being worked on. And I just think that is so cool because when you look at seasons, the reason why, okay, now here's the truth, all right, here it comes. The reason why I love these cloudy and stormy weathers and this, the, the snow and the, the opposite of what everybody else likes pretty much, the reason why I love it is because I see God's creativity. I see God uh, and how he created everything. Honestly, it's, to me, it's God's art. 
I mean, for years, I had the privilege to pastor children of all ages for like seven years. And you have to like really break things down for a child to understand something. And God really given, gave me that gift to do so. And one time I was driving because I was just getting ready for a message. I was heading to, to a Sunday morning service, and I was ready to, to give this message, and I kept going. It was the middle of fall. It was about a year ago. It was the middle of fall. And as I was driving, I was seeing colors everywhere. And, I, and just like my children coloring on a, on a piece of paper with all different colors, I just saw God's hand in all of that, the beauty that he put in the fall. Guys, water is falling from the sky. That's amazing to me. Like, no, I was like, huh? Like, no, seriously, think about it. There is water falling. That, and that stuff, it just intrigues me. That's why I love, I love stormy weather. It's not because it's cloudy and I'm not dark, okay? Someone told me, that it's dark. I'm not dark, okay? I just, see the, I just see God in the midst of all. I see God in a sunny day as well. His creativity, he made life very interesting. He made, the, the problem is, is that we're just not geared up for it. Because if I go outside with my swim shorts and shovel, yeah. That's not good. That's not wise. Or if I go to the beach with a winter coat, I'm going to be looked at. I'm just going to be honest with you. Probably even laughed at. See, for the right season, we are prepared for the right season. There are seasons for everything. Okay, there are seasons. When you look at John chapter 1, verse 3, in the message uh, translation, it says this. Everything was created, created through him. Nothing. Not one thing. Everyone say, not one thing came into being without him. What came into existence was life, and the life was light to, to live by. The life, light blazed out of the darkness, and the darkness couldn't put it out. So the stormy weather that was created by God, life, all right? The, 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 the snow, that life created by God. Nothing was created without him. Everything was created with him. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for an opportunity just to share your word to family and friends, Father God. I pray right now, Lord, that the words I speak is not for me. It is not my opinion, Lord, that we can have fun in your word, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that your will be done, that we are ministered in a hundred different ways. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all shout out. Amen. We were created in the same likeness as Christ Jesus. We were created, I mean, think about it. When we live in these seasons, we, 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 we enjoy them, whether winter or autumn or, or summer or spring. These seasons are beneficial to our atmosphere. Yes or no? These seasons are beneficial to our atmosphere. And every season, even though maybe we don't agree with it or don't really want to go through it, it's still good for us and it's fun at times. I'm pretty sure someone that does not like snow never ever touched snow before. I'm pretty sure that's never happened. Even though you don't like snow, you still walk in. You'll throw a snowball at somebody. You'll, you'll build something with the kids. And so we can find this enjoyment through seasons. But what about seasons in our lives? Okay, let's go a little bit beyond what we see in the natural. What about what we walk through? Because let me remind the church, as God's people, as people in general, we walk through seasons in life. We th walk through times of it's tough or it's awesome, or we just don't know, I'm confused. There, there are seasons we walk in life. There, there are grieving seasons. Maybe we lost a loved one, and there's a season that we grieve. Or maybe it's your 50th birthday, and you're like, yeah, man, I'm like, and you're walking through this season of enjoyment of life and experience. 
See, the question is, why do we walk through seasons in life? Or in other words, if you, you think you've never said that, what about this one? Why am I going through this? Has anyone, anybody ever say that? I mean, I have. I'm just going to be honest. I've said it. Why am I going through this? God, what's going on? Why am I walking through this season in life? And I just want to share three quick things with you guys. Three, I, I, I don't know if we should call them the keys or, or what, but I think we need to have a better understanding of what a season's about for us to pursue forward. And whether it's tough, you'll see Christ. Whether it's, it's awesome, you'll still see Christ in it. And the first thing is, we walk through seasons. Seasons are for our development. Everyone say development. Seasons are for our development, not discouragement. You see, when we walk a season in discouragement, when we walk a season where we feel like, ah, what's going on? We're not focused on him. Because the seasons, whether tough or easy, we walk through them for development. In Galatians chapter 9, or, sorry, Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Before I read it, I want to share something with you guys. I have this Bible here that was given to me. Amazing Bible. It's called the Translator New Testament Bible. And this Bible, I love it because it takes the Greek, which is the original language, and it translated into probably the best way you can possibly say it or, or illustrate it into the English language. And a lot of my material, when I study the Word of God, I have my Bible, but then I have my translator Bible. I can go back to the Greek and see what they were meaning. And so I did that with Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And it says this in the translator's Bible. As long as we are doing good, let us not be discouraged. For in due time we shall reap if we do not relax our efforts. And all the translations will say, if you do not give up. If you do not give up. But when you look at that, that one part where it says, let us not be discouraged. A lot of times we can misunderstand that part and say, well, I'm not supposed to be discouraged, period, at all. But no, what, what, uh, what Paul is talking about is even the feeling of being discouraged. You might be doing something, but there might be that feeling, I'm just, I, just don't, I just feel discouraged. He's not talking about being tired of doing good because here's the thing. The moment you come to Jesus Christ, you have good in you. The moment you come to Jesus Christ, he wants to produce good out of you. Because the scriptures say that even though the flesh is weak, the spirit is willing. It's willing. And that's why in life and seasons, we have tug of wars. I want to do this. I know it's, I, God wants me to, but I just don't want to do this. And that's what he's talking about. And so Paul says in that scripture, hey, don't, don't, don't feel discouraged when you're doing good. Don't even feel it. Okay. Because I am good. And when it's tough, understand, I am good. Because what he's trying to do is he's trying to build development within us. Now, I have an awesome privilege, and I say that sarcastically, I have an awesome privilege to coach my sons. Uh, it's called Total Trek Quest. It's a running team. Okay, now you guys know why. Okay, so we call it TTQ, Total Trek Quest. I know there's a couple of kids in here. That it's a boys, it's kind of like girls on the run, but it's for boys, okay, for elementary age. And, and um, I knew my son wanted to do running. He's all about running. He's just, he's an awesome kid. He just wants to, hey, dad, let's go run. And I've done it a few times, and he's very interesting. So if you see me doing these weird runs, like down the road, it's my son, okay? He's telling me what to do. He's coaching me. I mean, we're doing this like, okay, dad, we're going to do this. And I'm on the sidewalk going, like, I'm watching cars drive right by, and I'm just hopping. I'm like, okay, it's a fun time. But he is all into running. 
all into running, okay? And so he wanted to sign up for TTQ, and so I went to the office, not the school, but I went to the main, there's a main office that, that sponsors all elementary schools throughout the city of Holland. And I said, well, my son at his elementary school, he wants to sign up. Can I sign him up? You know? And she said, yeah, you can sign up, but she's like, they're, they're, we only have one coach. I'm like, awesome, sweet. She goes, and we, uh, for, for a team to be started up, you need two coaches. And I said, okay, awesome. Find that coach. See ya. Yeah, I'm out of here. And she goes, and she saw, she saw the, you know, the whole process of, you know, because you have to fill a little application or whatever. And she goes, hey, have you ever thought about, no, I have never thought about it, okay, lady? No, I'm just playing. I didn't say that. She said, have you ever thought about coaching TTQ? And I'm not joking, okay? And I said, lady, do I look like a runner? Like, I, said, I literally said that. Like, do I look like a runner? And she's like, you don't have to be a runner. You have to be a positive influence. And I can just see my son. If I said no to her, there's no team. I mean, I'm talking about the deadlines already. Like, we're starting this thing soon, and there's no team. And so it laid it all on me. <laughs> so what do I do like a good dad? I said, okay. <laughs> In blood. No, I'm just playing. I just, I signed it, and I said, I'll be a coach. What is a commitment? And she said, you know, Tuesdays. Uh, she just kind of threw this whole spiel on me. So I said, all right. And so I'm a coach now. All right? And I'm going to be honest with you guys. As we were getting counted down to the, to the first practice, I'm like telling Mati, ah, I don't want to do this. Like, I know we're going to run because at the end of the uh, season, you actually run a 5K. Okay? You have to run a 5K. And some of you guys are like, that's nothing. Yeah, hey, yeah. Okay. I get it. <laughs> but, but you have to run a 5K. And I'm like, okay, so you have, to, you have to develop yourself through the season to get to the 5K. So this whole time before first practice comes, I'm discouraged. I'm discouraged. And I'm like, and by the way, discouraged is this is uh, uh, no confidence. Uh, you, you lost your confidence. I'm discouraged because I got to run and I haven't ran for years. I used to run, but I, I haven't ran for years. Okay? And I was very discouraged. It was very hard. I was dreading that. And then that day comes. And I open that school and I got my shorts. And I know we know a lot of teachers over there. And I'm like, hey, Justin, what are you doing? I'm coaching. And just walk in. You can do it. Like, that is awesome. That is awesome. And I walk in there. So then I, you know, I meet the, the other coach, and we have our kids. And my son's pumped up. He's like, yeah. So we're doing warm-ups or whatever. I, by the way, I didn't know it was warm-ups. So we're warming up. I'm like, we're done. And I'm like, exhausted. He's like, all right, let's get to the run. I'm like, wait, hold on. We got to run now? He's like, that was just a warm-up. My first couple of weeks, I'm going to be honest with you guys, my first couple of weeks, it was very discouraging. I would go home, I'm like, man, I'm just so exhausted. I just took a shower, plowed it on the couch, and just didn't want to do anything. I was just, just, I didn't want to go to the next week, but I was doing it because my son. But then I had a reality check. I had an attitude adjustment by God. Yeah, it's not fun, by the way. And God revealed to me, you are the positive influence. If you don't have that smile, if you don't go with, with uh, courage and, and, and strength and, 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 and just willingness, they're going to follow that example. And my son was a part of that. And so I said, all right, God, what do you want to do? And he says, we're going to develop. We're going to get ready. So I started going into the, to the practices, and I started running. I said, all right, let's do this. And yeah, I walked every once in a while, and I ran, and, and I would look at some kids like, slow down, you know, because I got I to gotta stay with you, slow down. I'm just being honest, like, slow down, all right? And, and I would, we would do it, all right? And so, I mean, week after week after week went by. This Saturday, six days from now, I'm doing the 5K, okay? And I'm excited. I've already ran it twice. 
I practiced it twice. And my son and I, I developed. My, the kids developed. We developed through the season and we're ready for the 5K. The reason why I shared that story is because a lot of times we walk through seasons and we can be discouraged. But God is developing us. He's doing something in us. Maybe it's finances. Maybe it's relationship. Maybe it's just in general life. And where are you at with me? And, you're, and we just look at God and say, well, why am I going through this? And God's saying, because it wasn't for to discourage you. It was to develop you. You're just not listening to me. And so when we look at that, that question, you know, why, why do we walk through these seasons? It's so God can properly develop us to lack nothing, to lack nothing in life. We claim it, we proclaim it, we, uh, we sing it out in worship, but when it comes to the seasons and then we walk and things out, we act like we just, that we threw all out, out the window. But he's reminding us we walk through seasons in life so he can develop us, not discourage us. He wants to prep us for the next season to come. I'm going to be honest with you guys. They have a fall and a spring TTQ. I'm excited for the spring one because that's actually the tulip time run. And, and it's just something that God just developed in me over the weeks. But I had to say yes to him. Seasons in life we're going to walk through. But God will see us right through every single one. The perfect example is Jesus Christ. Uh, I encourage everyone, this is a little bit of homework for you guys, but to read Matthew chapter 4. I want you just to read that on your own time. Read Matthew chapter 4 because you see in this, uh, there's a passage where you see Jesus enters into a season which is called the wilderness. You see, I mean, when we, we, we play the whole thing, we see Jesus, he gets water baptized. He, uh, he comes out, the, the heavens open up, God speaks over him. John the Baptist, you know, says, that's the guy that I wasn't unworthy to tie his sandals. And so Jesus comes out, gets water baptized, and he gets started to do the kingdom of God work. It's time, he, he's the son of God, but it's time to now put the hand to the plow. And the first thing he does is he goes through the season of wilderness. Hmm, wasn't expecting that. He goes through a season of wilderness. And what Jesus does is he fasts for, fasts for 40 days and 40 nights. And guess who shows up? The devil. That's right, Satan. Satan shows up because he knew at that moment Jesus is weak, hungry, physically weak and hungry and alone. Or he thought. He's alone. And so when Jesus goes into the wilderness, Satan comes at him with these temptations. And every single time, no matter how bad his stomach was growling, he said, it is written, get behind me right now. See, Jesus in flesh could have been discouraged. Who's ever been discouraged because, you know, you're hungry? I'm just, it's called hangry. <laughs> so you know the feeling. Jesus was going through that for 40 days. But he wasn't. He says, I'm being developed to develop you guys, to develop, to develop the church. And so what Jesus does is he gets, Jesus was led into testings. And Jesus was tested in three areas. Three areas that all of us get tested almost on a daily basis. Okay? And the three areas that gets tested from Satan to Jesus is that he tests his identity. He says, oh, if you are the son of God, then you would. Change these stones into bread. Call the angels to come. You throw yourself off the cliff. If you, he questioned him. Isn't it funny? Two to three verses before that, the heavens open up and God says, 
this is my son whom I love. With him I'm well pleased. And then the three verses later, if you're the son of God, the first thing he tests is, is his identity. And Jesus puts him in his place. The second he does is he tests his calling. He tests his calling of being the Savior. Bow to me and I will give you. And the third thing he tests is the knowledge of Scripture. Whoa, Jesus, if it's written, and Jesus says, don't put me to the test. Don't put God to the test, for it is written. And he tests in the scriptures and the knowledge. There are these three areas when we walk through seasons, they, we get tested in those areas. We get tested in those areas of who we are, what we're doing for his kingdom, and does the scripture really say? And I'm here to break that mindset and remind you what Jesus went through and how Jesus overcome or overcame. And because of that, when they come, when those testings come, You've already A-plused it because you got to say just Jesus. Jesus did. So Jesus was led into, the, into testings. Number two was Jesus was tested directly by the devil. And the reason why I say that is because God, or Jesus, sorry, Jesus, when he was with, uh, on, on earth with the devil and the devil was directly with him, he gave him everything. He threw everything at him, and it was still nothing compared to Jesus. And the third thing was, he, it, it simply says, Jesus was hungry. Duh. <laughs> Jesus was hungry. But that shows that he, physically, he was going through some pain. Physically, he was in the flesh. And so when he does that, uh, and he's in the flesh, Jesus remembers his heavenly father, remembers his identity, his calling, and the knowledge of the word. And in Luke chapter 4, verse 13, it ends this way. It says, and when the devil had ended all the temptations, he departed from him. Is it up there? What does it say? For a season. What does that mean? Oh, he's going to try to get him again later. In our lives, when we walk through seasons, it's for our development. Jesus knew that. I mean, the devil's no, comp- no, no competitor towards our, our Heavenly Father. But there are things in our life that we're going to go through so we can be developed to continue our walk here on earth. Because, by the way, this is the warm-up to what's to come. By the way, we're just stretching things out and getting people to join. Hey, you're a positive, no, I'm just saying. But just having people come and just join and say, let's do this race here on earth. Because what's better than going to heaven? Bringing your family and friends with you. That's what's better. The second one is seasons are for character building, not comparing. I'll say that again. Seasons are for character building, not comparing. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, it says, We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise, is what Paul says. Other translation says, How ignorant to do that. How ignorant. The reason why Paul says that is because he understands that comparing kills courage. Comparing kills confidence. Have you ever compared yourself? I mean, for instance, let's go to the Bible then. David, as a boy, faces Goliath, the giant. The Israelites, all of the army, face Goliath and the army. 
But they compared themselves to this giant. And when they compared themselves, it killed their courage. It killed their confidence. And they allowed, allowed a loud mouth to bash them and their God. But there was this little boy that understood, I don't compare myself to him. Because the living God is living in me. And because this little boy understood that, his courage was not killed. His confidence was actually built up in the name of the Lord. And the rest is history. If you didn't know, the giant died and he cut his head off. It was awesome. You got to read it. First Samuel 17. <laughs> it was awesome. Comparing kills courage. Comparing kills confidence. Don't allow that to happen. Because you were created unique, you were created for this season right now. Wherever you're working, God wants you there. Wherever you're living, God wants you there. You have to listen to his voice. The third one is seasons are purposeful. The seasons we walk through are purposeful. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 in the Amplified Version, it says this. There is a season, a time appointed for everything. Everyone say everything. everything. And a time for every delight and event or purpose under heaven. or In other words, here on earth. It's not our job, okay? It's not our job to ask, why this season? Why, God? Why this season? But it's our job to say, what are you doing in this season? What are you doing in me? What are you doing in the circumstances? What are you doing in this atmosphere that I'm walking through this? There are many times, I remember uh, first year of marriage, Madi and I, we're, we're over our 10-year mark. It's awesome. And it's continually going great. That's right, baby. That's right. But our first year, we had a lot to learn. <laughs> we had a lot to learn. I want to tell you a story. <laughs> Quick story. I'll make it fast. And don't hate me for this, Okay. But we were living in Tulsa, we were in Bible school, and it was about three months in, and Madi, my beautiful wife, was cooking it up. And I'm in the living room watching, I think it was a football game. Long story short, she's flipping tortillas because she's making tacos, right? And so she does it on the, on the burner. And I guess she was a little busy, this is bad, but I guess this is a little, she was a little busy, and she says, hey, Jesse, can you help me out? And I said, yeah, 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 what do you need, baby? I'm here, I'm here, come on, let's do this. She said, flip that tortilla for me. I said, I don't touch tortillas. It's bad. I know. I know. Let's just wait. Let me finish the story, okay? I don't, I don't, I don't do that. It's a woman's job. Bad. I'm just, hey, just wait. There's a purpose behind that season. Just wait, okay? <laughs> just wait, okay? And she said, what? I mean everything. The chopping, boop. What? And I am not joking. I go, I don't feel flipped up the ass. <laughs> and I said, I said I, I, that's not my job. And she's all like, I don't care if this place burns down. You're going to flip that. And she walked away. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm pacing in front of the stove. And that thing is starting to catch by smoking. And I'm like, all right, all right. And I flip that thing. I throw it off. And, and I apologize and everything. Okay, that was year one, by the way, okay? I grew. <laughs> but that opened my eyes 
you know, and, and just the patience that she had with me and, and, and just the sacrifice of just, you know, just listening to me during the years go by. And God did a work in me because that was a mentality I picked up, not from him, from God. That was a mentality from the world, mentality, a mentality from culture. And that's not good. Baby, how many tacos do I make now? Yeah, I flip them all day, baby. I do three at a time. <laughs> the reason why I say that is because through that season, I developed. Yeah, I, I messed up. I made a big mistake, okay? But I grew up, I developed, and I realized, man, this is not a 50-50 thing. This is 100%, 100%, back and forth. You develop as you go through those seasons. Whatever you're going through, understand that your seasons have a purpose it's not our job to ask why this season but god what are you doing in this season it's also our job to set to trust god in the his purpose and it's going to be that it's going to be beneficial for us because when we do that when we trust our heavenly father when we trust him we are working out our faith our faith in the name of jesus christ did you know that a faith, or our faith is a muscle? It's a muscle. I mean, when you think about a muscle, when you think about my biceps, no, I'm just playing. But when you think about muscles, in order for it to grow and strengthen, there needs to be resistance. There needs to be some type of resistance. And when you take and you go against with that resistance, you grow. And what you couldn't lift, now you can lift because you've developed that muscle. When you go through a season, that is an opportunity for you to exercise your faith because a little bit of resistance against your faith is only going to make you stronger. Resistance in life and what we go through, you have an option. You can sit there and watch it or you can sit there and believe and trust in the name of Jesus Christ that says, I will overcome this. Exercise your faith. Don't compare yourself to others. Understand that seasons have purpose and that he only wants to develop you, not discourage you. Let's go ahead and close our eyes and bow our head. Here's a couple of invitations for you. Actually, we did it earlier today. Look, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do a little different right now. Maybe through this whole entire service, you realize, man, it's time for me to tune in and step up. I just want you to simply shoot your hand up because I personally want to connect with you by name. If you made that decision already, if you prayed it out, whether you raised your hand or not, but you gave your heart to Jesus Christ, I want you to shoot your hand up right now with boldness because there are tools that I want to put in your hands. There are resources we want to give you. We want to share with you your next steps. We want to pray with you by name. What is it specifically that you're believing God to do? Because he's meeting you right now. We're going to shoot your hand up on the count of three. One, two, three. good in here. Well, Father, I just thank you right now for this opportunity, Lord, just to share your word with family and friends, Lord. Father, as we continue our week, as we get out of these four walls, Jesus, have your way. A little resistance is only going to increase your glory, Father. We love you. In Jesus' name, we